Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and we're back after a brief hiatus. I've got some real exciting guests planned for the podcast where, as always, I'll be chatting with folks from from your favorite current bands as well as from your favorite bands of the past. Hopefully, I'll be showing you some new bands along the way that you might not have heard of. As always, I encourage you all to be a part of this with me. You can show your support by joining the Patreon page at patreon.com slash human machine, which helps me pay the pod host fees and upgrade equipment and things like that. You can also follow us on Instagram and give us a message telling us who you want to hear on the show or just like let us know some of the features you've enjoyed. Hope to hear from you soon. In the meantime, I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing Collapse by Distend, which up till recently was the solo project of my new pal, Sybil Dallimore. I had such a nice time chatting with Sybil as our conversation took a lot of unexpected turns and twists. I hope you enjoy it as well. told by my parents multiple times that it's not real so it might be a dream memory or something but i i feel like it was real i vividly remember um like like i couldn't walk yet i don't think because i was crawling on all fours up the stairs and my parents were talking about something at the top of the stairs and i reached the top of the stairs and my dad was like started trying to walk down the stairs but didn't see me and like accidentally kicked me and i rolled all the way down the steps um, and that's the memory. Um, and I remember it really vividly, but supposedly it's not real because I've brought it up multiple times and they say it's not real, but, um, yeah, that's one of those things like, like we're like, if you, I'm not saying is, I'm not saying that this is like a conspiracy, but that's one of the things like as a parent, you definitely would be like, well, I don't. You know, I don't want to own up to that, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I, um, like, I mean, I think I, I think I personally, you know, I, I would because like I wouldn't, you know, but at the same time that like that, that something that you, you know, dreamed of and perhaps even like it was something, you know, a dream that recurred or whatever, like it is, it is always possible that it's just a thing that, you know, um, it was imp- you know imprinted on you somehow mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah yeah that's why i find that 
this uh, topic like so fascinating is because you know that's not been the the first or um, even the second time when someone's like, oh, I'm not sure if this really happened, and mm-hmm. like there's even been there there's this there's this weird dream that I have for I mean I, I wasn't a child you know I had it like in I had it like th- through my you know, all through like my mid twenties and stuff, right. Where like, I, I was convinced that I killed someone when I was a teenager and I just had gotten away with it for this long. Yeah. And I'd have the, I'd I'd have dreams that I got like, that I was about to be caught. And when I woke up, I was like, Oh, I didn't get caught. And, but like it, the dream happened so much. I was, I was like, it got to a point where I was like, I didn't know, like, did I really do that? Like, that's, and that's, this is actually the plot of a horror movie. This is, is it, is it what? Yeah. No, it must be. No, oh, I mean, oh. it could be. Yeah. yeah I don't no, know. But... And, and, uh, it's really weird too, because like at one point I had not had that dream in a really long time. And I thought about the dream and I was like, I didn't feel that connection whatsoever. Like with, was that ever real? It was like silly. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how how like why did I why how why did I think that that might have been real? Like that doesn't make any sense. But like, what? you know, your your brain is like that. Like, especially like, uh, re, you know, related to like pain and trauma. It's like it comes mm-hmm. and goes. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find like also like my my dreams in particular. I mean, not, I don't know about anybody else. I just, like, I feel, at least recently within the past couple of years, like, every dream I have feels so vividly real until I wake up. And sometimes it's really, really stressful. And so I can, like, imagine if it's something like that and it feels real every time, that would drive me nuts. That would drive me nuts. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm shocked that you've made it beyond that moment. Yeah, it's, um, it's really weird. It's like, like yeah. I like I said, I I just it, uh, it it happened all the time, and then it was just like I just I thought about it, and I it wasn't even until I randomly thought about it that I was like, oh, I haven't had that dream in forever, and then I was like, wow, that was like that really had a hold on me, and like I don't I don't mm. understand why, you know. But was there anything that changed other than that? that just I stopped? mean, you know, I don't know. Like it, it feels like. You know, sometimes like it's weird when you think like, like I had like a huge, like when my oldest was born, like I had this huge like lull where I wasn't doing a lot like musically or like otherwise, you know, I was just like, I stayed at home and just like took care of my kid and, you know, and Mm -hmm. spent time with my partner and like, that was it. Right. But, but then like most of the time like you know your life just feels like it's like nothing but change you know and so it's hard to like you know think of of, and pinpoint something that that might have been the the difference but yeah yeah I don't know I still do have like you know a lot of like I had I had this dream the other night and I it was like a nightmare like I I was in I was in a store with one of my children and then they just were not there. They were just right next to me and then they just weren't there. Right. And so that's like, Mm -hmm. that's like 
oh, that happens all the time, right? So that's terrifying, right? And you get up, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Then I'm like, whew, that wasn't real. Like, no big deal. I calm down. I go back to sleep. Literally exact same dream, but with my other child. I'm like, oh. what? What? You know, like, I'm like, what mm-hmm. is that? But, yeah, I don't know. I Like, I've always been fascinated uh, with dreams. I have some books about it. I'm not, I don't know where I land on, you know, a lot of yeah. these things. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, yeah, I had this book and I, you know, we, I, I got some teeth tattooed on me from it. And, you know, so it, mm-hmm. especially for a while, they, you know, the, the concept of what happens in dreams really had a hold on me. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> it's, well, I mean, it's also interesting to see like the way that, um, how it seems like it it lined kind of up with like your child being born and suddenly there's like, I'm not a parent, but like everyone I know who is a parent now and, or like has been a new parent. It's like, there's this period of time where you suddenly enter this like liminal space where there's almost no time to think about what if or what was, it's just, you're just thinking about caring for this child every moment of every day. Yeah. It almost is like is like what I can see from the outside, or like when I've had to be like care for people's like kids in time. It's very much like that is all the space, and then so you know it's interesting how like so like your subconscious was so. I, I feel like the subconscious might even be understimulated, maybe because it's like there's nothing much to be subconscious about. It's just all everything is very momentary and living moment to moment and that like cha- just kind of changes the way your like mind interacts with itself yeah it's it's um it's like the you're 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 just reacting to something all the time reacting to someone's mm-hmm. needs or mm-hmm. you know or something and um it's very like it's very like the flight part or the the fight part yeah. of your brain except mm-hmm. it's yeah. not yeah. and not that adrenaline adrenaline part it's just like <clears throat> always reacting to something, you know, always, always having to whatever. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's what, like, once, um, my children got a little older or, you know, whatever, I think that's what like prepared me for being like as busy as, as I would become like later is because I was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, wow, I have, I have a break from this like constant, um, uh, like, um, barrage of like necessitiveness, uh, whatever, like motion, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I didn't know what to do with myself, so I was just like, well, I don't, I don't want to put that like into you know creative things, and so that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, like so, you know, I like to try to go back uh, a bit then, um, and. I don't know where this is in relation to in relation to your dream, but um, when was the first time that you can really be remembered like um, being enamored by like a, a piece of music, like whatever it might be? I mean, that's hard. That's really hard to say because I was surrounded by my life or by music my entire like since like before I was born. Like my mm-hmm. mom. My mom was in music school while she was pregnant with me and then was still in music school when I was first born. So there was 
I don't know what time, I don't remember the first time being like enamored by music, but it was always something that it just, it was the only thing that like fully made sense. And it was something that like I just would process supernaturally and it wasn't hard for me to be enamored. I mean, I mean, as far as like, maybe like as I got older and could kind of like have my own ideas, mm-hmm. like, like as far as like, I mean, if you mean enamored, do you mean like kind of childlike wonder or do you mean kind of like maybe like first big kind of like realization of like, I don't know, maybe like what's kind of your timeline on that question? You know? Yeah, like, I mean, it's age range, it, you know, it's just a the, however you might interpret it, you know, like it could be um, mm-hmm. when did you realize that? this was like a thing that people were making and not just like this uh, mm. external like sort of presence in, in your life or whatever. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose like, yeah, my mom would always sing to me uh-huh. to fall asleep and for a really long time, probably till I was like too old for someone to be like singing me to sleep, honestly. Um, but uh, it was, it, I, there was this like magic I would hear in like her and like her creating that with like that she made that. And then, I, you know, it was just the realization of like, this is like as human as it gets, you know, all the, and like hearing recorded music, like um, it was just in my mind that it was all, and like, you know, that piano in the house, I don't know. It's just, it was like the human brain like before I understood what a brain was, it was all very. Yeah. So it just felt like some weird second nature shit. I mean, it's like, it's, I feel, I feel it's hard to explain because it's like, it's something that I've been enamored by like almost my whole life, I think. Um, yeah. Sh- in short, in short. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Like, like my, my, none of, no one else in my house is like this. Like, and, it's, it, and it's like, they've lived, they've lived with me, you know, they're like, like my wife and I've been married for 20 years and like my children mm-hmm. have lived with me their entire lives. And it's like, I'm just like, I do not feel, I feel very anxious if there's not music playing. I like n- mm-hmm. need to have music all the time. And I just like want to Say I just want to sing a song out of nowhere, and I just want to like play music and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like no one else, everyone else is just like as soon as I leave the room, <coughs> turn the music off. <laughs> it's like yeah. they're, they're just like the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's it's a it is it is definitely like in my case it was um, you know my dad did play guitar, but like most of the mm-hmm. time it was just like it was just like. That was like I was of the age where you know when MTV was like a a music you know station and um, mm-hmm. also like just like just having rock stations on the radio all the time mm-hmm. stuff like that um, was like was there was there something similar in your childhood or was it a lot of like it sounds like your mom like really uh, was very like. Per- casually performative like around the house or or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean yeah she was like a a, she was um 
she was a sing- like a singer professionally so uh-huh. she was always like i mean it wasn't like her main gig she worked at the library but she sang like on the side and would do like voice lessons and stuff so she was always just singing parts that she had to memorize and warming up in the house before she went to rehearsals and stuff mm-hmm. um and like my sister would end up compulsively singing too but it's um i mean as far as like you know seeing things on the tv like my first month i remember we had like a like the two things I remember the most are, I remember seeing Animal on the Muppets, okay. playing like playing the fuck out of the drums, and I just wanted to be like that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to. That looked really fun to me, and like hearing all the crazy sounds. And then we also, I remember we watched um, when I was really little. Like my parents are a little older, um, so I remember growing up. We watched um, like a Beatles Hard Day's Night when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and I thought it was. I thought they were all really. I don't know. I thought that was the shit when mm-hmm. I was a little kid. I thought it was like really fun to watch them all play and sing, and their songs were really catchy. And um, and it just that was kind of the moment I was like, oh, I want to perform like that. That looks fun, you know? Yeah. Did now? Fun, to be honest. <laughs> would you say you had a you had an idea already at that point, like what was doing what in a song, like with guitars and whatnot, or was that when you were like, oh, that's the thing? Like, no clue, no clue. Yeah. I had no conception of like how instruments work together. I mean, there was a bunch of like kind of little percussion instruments around the house, mm-hmm. um, like like random little like kid toy maracas and stuff. And my sister and I would kind of bang along to them, like listening to songs um, in the living room. But um, I had no conception of like the layers of a song and like the ways different instruments interacted with one another mm-hmm. until I. You know, until I um, until I saw my mom like like sing and perform with her like choir, but even then there was mostly like choirs in church and stuff, and it was always like just the church organ, which I could never I could never see the actual organist playing. So to me, it was all just a bunch of people singing, which is ironic because I don't really sing. <laughs> no, but I don't really I don't really, like I, I scream and I kind of sing, but um, she. Uh, but um, yes, but my conception of like a, a group of people playing music together in that format never came about until like like how it like functionally worked until like I was older, you know, yeah. and I like was learning how to play. Yeah. Yeah. So you said like, you know, that animal was like the thing where you're like, I want to do that. So like, mm-hmm. did you... Was that the first thing you tried to do? Was get a drum set? Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, I wanted a drum set. I remember. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. I must have been. Oh, like I, I think I was un, under ten years old. Or, no, must have been six or seven. And my parents like got me like a toy Walmart drum set just to see like if it's something that I would like gravitate towards and actually do before they like made any sort of like investment of like, okay, this like doing music lessons or anything. They just wanted to see if it's something that I would like actually care about for more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I played the fuck out of it until I'm I keep swearing. I'm sorry. No, I, it's, uh, it's, it's totally, yeah. you know, I, um, people I, come I just, for the swearing, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, well, yeah, I, I played it until, all, and I played it like Animal would play it, and so I played it till it broke. Um, I broke 
like each drum head one at a time over the course of like when you're a little kid it feels like forever but it was probably like a handful of weeks um but i don't know i kind of got i understood the um i think i had a pretty basic understanding of you know simple drum like we would i would be in the living room and my parents would put like music on and i would try and kind of beat along to the time of it but i you know obviously it wasn't like good good but it was just nothing fancy but yeah i uh so that was yeah drums was the first thing i learned how to do and drums was the only thing i could really play for a really long time but i got yeah and um yeah from i mean after i broke that kit um that's when they um hired a a drum teacher like i think my neighbor across the street he had a a drum set teacher too um he was a little older than me but my parents uh hired him and he came over with like a practice pad drum set um like game again before my parents like went to went ahead and bothered with any sort of like whole kit or anything or buy into the kit they're like let's just see if if it's like if if this eight-year-old kid can have a lot of fun on a practice pad kit and like wants to keep playing then like then we'll do it like a that feels like a real step down like if i'm thinking from the position of an eight-year-old child where you're mm-hmm. where you're animal you're dave Grawl in nirvana you know mm-hmm. you're smashing the drums and banging your head <clears throat> and somebody says no we're gonna give you this one thing that's not loud and you're gonna have mm-hmm. to do these little county things and so how did you take to that um, I was kind of pissed, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I was, uh, I was, I feel like I was, I remember being kind of bummed that it wasn't a real drum set, but I, I, I played along with it. I played along with it. And, cause they're, cause they're um, like, look, if yeah. you do this, then, you know, we'll get, we'll, we'll get work on getting you the real thing. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, well, I mean, I was like learning the quarter notes and learning how to like read and he was just. He, this this drum teacher was so nice. He was just trying to teach me how to read the rhythms and everything. And I was kind of, and I was, ex- and I, he managed to get me like excited enough about reading rhythms. But I was, I was still begging them. I was like, I want a drum set. I want a drum set. I want a drum set. You know, mm-hmm. like I was, I was definitely not like a, like a perfect soul kid. They were like, oh yes, of course I will be disciplined and then earn my drum set or whatever. They end, but they ended up, um, 
Yeah, it didn't take much long. I think after not much longer, they managed to acquire a drum set from like my older cousin. Like, um, my older cousin was a drummer, is a drummer, um, and he had he had just graduated college at the time and got himself his first real drum set. But he had like a drum set that was hand like a hand me down drum set that he got around like my age the same time. So he handed that down to me. Nice. It was like an old, it was like an old Slingerland kit that like oh, wow. a friend of the, yeah, it was like an old Slingerland kit that a friend of the family gave him. But of course, when he was a teenager in like the nineties, he, um, he spray painted it all black. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was like unrecognizable as a Slingerland, but the drums all sounded actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a shame, but like you could kind of see some spots where the sparkle was trying to come out again, but, um, yeah. no, nah, it was. It was, but I thought it was so cool because I was like, I was into like, like you know, ACDC and like things like that. That's what like my drum teacher was teaching me how to play ACDC and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's a black drum set. It'll be cool, you know. The um, few people so that really- I know that are drummers that listen to most episodes like are th- crying right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a slinger limb that's spray painted black, and yeah. no, I, I um. I cringe at the thought now, but I kind of also, I think it's really, uh, it's, it's just so silly. Like the things we do when we're like, teen, like I can understand my cousin, like doing no, no, no. like I, not knowing. Yeah. I mean, I might've done the same all. thing. I don't know. You know, I might've mm-hmm. been like, well, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this old man shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm punk, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you he know? Was just, like, yeah. He was like really into Metallica and like hard yeah. rock. I think he he was in like a, he was in like a like a grunge band. Like him and his friends had a grunge band when he was my age, and he was definitely like very angsty and had like the he was happy to have the black drum set um, and everything. But yeah. yeah, but maybe that was like slick too because he knew it was like they were like nice drums, but he wanted like nice black drums, so he just you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. the, you know, you said they sound good, so like they sounded like Slingerlands. Yeah, they yeah. sounded you know. They, yeah. They they had that like real meaty like poppy tone that you can only get from those things, and it's just a damn shame that. Well, I ended up handing that down to um, my like another cousin's kids too later on. So who knows what what the situation with that thing is now? I hope it's. I think maybe someday someone will like extract it, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe somebody to refinish <laughs> it or, you know, whatever. No, mm-hmm. Somebody who, like, realizes, like, what they got, you know, and they're like, yeah, I want to restore this. But uh. I mean, if yeah, I, I didn't know what I had either. We just, like, it was hand-me-down and it was it was a black drum set and we didn't know, you know, that it was, I mean, now it's probably worth so much if it was in good shape. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, you know, that's what I learned on and that's what I learned how to play on and it was a lot of, a lot of fun. Did you, um, as soon as you got the kit, were you immediately like, uh, okay, this is, this is what I wanted now I'm, I want to like be in a band or was that just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, I really did. Yeah. 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 It was, I, I knew what I wanted. It was like all, yeah, I, um, yeah, I made so much noise. I played that thing all the time. I would come home from school and play it. And um, 
to like all my neighbors avail they all like because you know when like i was still like nine years old and like sometimes i would play like it sounded okay but you know when you're like like i feel like the first couple years learning drums at any age is a rough is a rough stretch um for everybody else um but yeah it's hard to say i mean like i have like i have three kids and two of them have literally just gotten behind the drum set and played a D beat like it was like it was second nature to them. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's like I feel like it's only as annoying to listen to them play drums as it is to listen to me play drums. Because mm. like there's that's a thing that I don't think I think if I think if you don't get on somebody's nerves when you're playing drums, I think that you're like, you don't, you're not trying to find something new. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause like if you're just playing and everything that you play sounds consistent or like, uh, or like serviceable or then you're not like, you're just, you're, you're doing something you already know how to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing is like, kids don't know how to, they don't know how to do any of this. Right. So when my kid is like, Mm -hmm. the dung, 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 bong, bing, like Mm -hmm. he's trying to figure out like, how do I put that in the middle of something or whatever? Or maybe he's just a kid and he just sound, think it sounds sweet, you know, either way. But like, Mm -hmm. I will do the exact same thing. I'll play something that is absolute trash for like <laughs> 20 minutes and then it starts making sense. And I imagine everybody being like, thank goodness that she finally got that, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I was so tired of hearing her screwed up, right? But like, yeah. but then as soon as I do, right, I'm just on to the next thing. Yeah, no, I mean, even now, it's like, I'm 26 now, so I've been playing for almost two decades now, and I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty darn good at it at this point, but every time I practice, like, there's something I'm fucking up, you know, and that's, like, a good thing, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, I sound, like, I sound bad, like, I'm, it's, like, certain things when I practice, and then, like, I get it good, and then I rock out and, like, you know, play the thing. It's just all about, like, doing those, like, annoying, like, do that same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Or, like, learn a new lick really slowly, and, like, it's probably, like... And, like, my neighbors have never complained. Like, we live in, like, a row house, and, like, our neighbors have never complained oh, or anything. Amazing. We, like, keep it... Or, yeah, my, my roommate, uh, she's a German... My roommate, and she's she plays in Distend also, but uh, her name's Marcy Ray. She, um also is a drummer um and so she's she's always playing like these funky beats and going crazy and i play kind of the more heavy beats and go crazy but we're always just i don't know it's it's nice that we both have this mind and like mentality of like it's like just because you know you've been doing things for so long doesn't mean you you're not learning anything every day you know and like learning you know like there's no point in like like playing if you're not going to like sound bad a little bit sometimes and like learn a new thing. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta be annoying sometimes. Yeah. No, it's fine to be annoying. (laughs) It's like, that's, that's the price we pay as drummers is like, you have like everyone, everyone knows that you're practicing. And then like when you, and then you practice and then, but it feels good. You know, it's like satisfying because drums is probably the most satisfying instrument to play. 
when you're doing it real good and it feels real good. But then, you know, and it's and like I don't, you know, I used to beat myself up that I couldn't like figure something out from like the get go. Like even as an adult, like at a certain point, I got to a point where I was like, "Oh, I'm the shit. I'm so good." And then like I couldn't get a thing on the first try, and I'm like, "Why am I so terrible? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why am I the worst in the world?" And then now I'm just like, "Oh, cool. I get like a new thing to a new thing to learn." And then like I work on that, and then it just kind of feels good. It feels like a nice little, like a, it feels like a Sudoku puzzle, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? So how like when mm. when what about what age did you start playing with other people in bands? Um, probably around like re- real like probably around fourteen, around fourteen. Well, thir- I guess twelve and thirteen. Like in middle school, I had a couple friends I would jam with occasionally, but we ne- you know never really made a band or anything. But it was good to like play with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in high school was kind of when I started actually playing with people, just because I met. I met some people who were like the only other people who were interested in like any heavy music at all. And I was like, I was more into kind of like more like black metal, doom metal stuff at a like way too young of an age, honestly. But um, I, that's what I wanted to do. And I like met like these people it was like the first people I see with guitars are like these kids who are really like into metalcore and, but like kind of, kind of like mall metalcore, like bullet from my Valentine and like Avenged Sevenfold and stuff like that. And mm-hmm that's what they wanted to play. So I just kind of learned those songs and like played with them. So, so I could be playing and that, like we had a lot of fun and, um, for like a year and just like played like the like talent show at the school and stuff. I like, a, I like a Metallica cover, I think. But, um, and then, then my first real, like my first real band that actually played shows was like when I was like 16, me and my friends started this really silly, um, really silly two-piece punk band uh called the whole it was like a noise punk band uh we called it holy crust <laughs> and, um it was all really silly but we did like a lot of weird like weird weird things like we we had some kind of surf rocky song we were just kind of like 16 and doing whatever we wanted yeah and like not really worrying about any like particular genre or like anything we were just or, like we just wanted to play shows and we wanted to play like music that we were hearing. And like, just, we were just like hearing an album and be like, Oh, it's a very song that sounds like that. And then we would do it. And then we had the, and like our, and like, I think right before, like right in our senior year of high school, we, um, and like we would play like VFW halls and like some of the old, like other local spots, like, and like we, I, I grew up like outside of DC and we had like some spots in silver spring, like, um, Electric Maid and um, I don't know where else. There was this cool little record, sh- like Joe's Record Paradise in Silver Spring, Maryland. Also, a good spot. Just um, you know, play little shows there. And um, we we like wrote an EP that was like a concept album based on the movie Eraserhead. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was a really fun EP to make. We had like a, it only had like two or three real songs on it. Like it had the first track, which was like In Heaven, like an In Heaven cover that was quiet. And then like this song after that was like um, this like really screamo y track that was like from the perspective of like the pipe layer. Um, that, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't I've know. Seen it. 
Yeah, just like from all these perspectives. And then we had like a noise track that was just me and like a bass. Like I had just heard about like Fugazi and like Isis, the band that had and like Godspeed You Black Emperor using like screwdrivers and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to use a screwdriver and this like phaser pedal that my friend let me borrow and like just like go crazy with it and record it on the amp. And then like with just like, a, I don't know, and that's like the age I started being in bands and we were just fucking around. But it was a lot of, a lot of just, you know, freedom genre i don't know so i answered your question yeah (laughs) too much information maybe no that's good what what, how Mm -hmm. how did you record that ep we had so my dad works uh or worked he's he was a journalist um and so he had this like little zoom recorder that he would use to like interview people like a handheld one and um the sensitivity on it you could set to be very 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 low which was perfect for you know if we ever wanted to like on the weekends when we were jamming he's like hey um if you want to like record your little jams like you can use this and so we recorded that ep just by um and i used that thing all the time like at home alone like it was like recorded that whole thing just by like we would go downstairs and my friend would like um, hold the mic as close to like the snare drum and the bass drum as possible, like pointed toward the snare drum and the bass drum from behind me. And I would just record the drums, like raw dog it. And then we would go upstairs, take the SD card out, put it in the computer and then put like, find which track it was and then like put that in audacity. I think we were using, and then we would go back down and then we would go do the same thing. And like, I would have him listen we would use like a tiny little bass combo amp in my bedroom and um i would take the sd card out put it in the zoom recorder and then like it was a guitar through a bass combo it wasn't great tone but it was like noise rock tone i guess and Mm -hmm. then put it in the um i put them the mic just pointed straight at the speaker and we would crank it and then um have the headphones in on john and then um and then we would count one, two, three, four, and then I would just start it. And then he would play over what he was hearing in the headphones. And then we would have to like go into the SD card and spend like all this time, like trying to arrange it. And then like, we would do all this. And like, if there was a mistake or something, we would have to like, just go all and do it all over again. Or like we would record like three takes and like finally get the right one. And then like go in there and realize like, oh, we were cranked way too loud and this sounds like shit. And then like, And we finally like made it work somehow. And then there was a couple songs that we recorded at our like friend's studio when he was learning. Like he had a, like a little home setup he was building, and you know we were teenagers, so he just kind of recorded us for free, and it sounded like way better. But um, yeah, it was a lot of hodgepodge like that, just like working with what we had. Um, there was some stuff where like my dad, because he was a journalist, he also had like a really really old tape recorder that had an aux jack on it. And so, and I found out like I could record like certain guitar parts and like record them on like a little tape. I probably recorded over like old interviews from like the nineties, which I hope he doesn't need those. So I never needs those, but, um, and I would like play them back through the aux cord into the computer, like into audacity. And then I'd have this like crazy tape sound. I don't know. I was just, it was just a lot of like experimenting, exploring and doing things probably the hardest way possible and not trying to like figure out a way to change it. Cause like, you know, I wasn't going to get like a, a scarlet MIDI or anything. I wasn't going to get like a studio set up or anything like that. Like that wasn't like, that wasn't like in the, like 
that wasn't something that I could imagine happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so that's just what I did. And I did that alone too. Like, like I had, I like had songs that I would record by myself too, that were kind of more like what descend ended up becoming, but it was like way, it, they're, they're a lot worse. They're, you know, they're, not, <laughs> they're like really bad, but it's like kind of comes from the same place of like, Oh, this is like all in my head. I'm going to make it all in my head and like put it in there as best as I can. But it was so bad. It like turned me off from like being a recording person at all because i was just like this is such a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> like yeah like i couldn't figure it out kind of funny though because like there's definitely a <clears throat> there's definitely an aspect of of a lot of recordings now where you can hear people talk about like trying to reverse engineer these a sort of grimy uh tonal qualities to their recordings you know like it's like oh i'm like i'm gonna record this all digital and then i'm gonna loop it back through this like old you know <clears throat> this old uh cassette deck and blah 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 you know like mm-hmm. whereas like you were you were you were doing that like in the first place but in in, a, <laughs> in an inefficient way because like that's just not made to be um <clears throat> That's not made to be translated like di- digitally the same way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. certainly, with more uh, with more time, equipment, or know how, you know, you could certainly like make that work, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like it's like I don't know. Like I've 
<clears throat> I've been recording just like I have like a fire pod, you know, eight eight input, and I I've been recording with that since 2010, and I have recordings that I'm like, wow, like this is like the this is the pinnacle of what I want my band's recording to sound like. Like it's not, it's a, <laughs> it doesn't sound like Jane Doe, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I don't, that's not what I'm going for at all. So like, yeah. <laughs> it, that doesn't matter. Right. But like at the same time, there's like <clears throat> a recording that I did in like 1999 on a Tascam four track that I'm like, but how do I get it to sound more like that? You know, oh, and just, it, and, you just can't. You yeah. Know, like. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's always, it's always, you know, there's always like, it's like sometimes when you hear something and, uh, you know, you're like, oh, how did this, how did this, like, you know, this is done digitally at this point, you know, and you're just like, how mm-hmm. did they get all that grid on there? How did they do this? You know, like, and it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, like I said, it's like trying to reverse engineer these like really uh, unconducive like um, recording atmospheres, you know? I mean, a band that a lot of people like, you know, revere and stuff is like Usurp Synapse, you know, for example. And like, Mm -hmm. and you ask anyone in the band, they hate all their recordings. They think they're all like the worst recordings ever. And, um, I think personally that if their recordings did not sound the way that they did, like they wouldn't, they, they would, the songs wouldn't have the same gravitas, you know, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. like, if you could hear every note of what they're playing, I think it would just, I would lose some of the, the the anxiety in the in the that that you feel in the music and stuff and so there's this there's this part of me that's like you know how like how was this done like how mm-hmm. would you like you absolutely cannot recreate this with like uh with you know a firepod presonus into into yeah. reverb you know but yeah. like how would you how would you do that recording and then make it to where you can edit it digitally? Like, how would you, you know, and I mean, I, I, there's a million ways, but do you know what I'm saying? Like recreating mm-hmm. these conditions and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I think, yeah, it's, I don't know. I've tried, I've tried like, I'm like, oh, you know, this time I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do this differently. And like, every time you do that, I feel like, w- you get to a point where you're like, you might be like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Cause now I'm just trying mm-hmm. to make it sound like I didn't do that. You know, like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm going to use my shitty symbols. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this sound so <laughs> shitty. And then you, and then you just like, oh, that sounds too shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you can't, yeah, you can't make it like, it's just, I don't know. There's an energy to things. I don't, I, um, you know that makes me it makes me think of um have you ever um are you into joy division were you ever into joy division yeah sure sure i'm, I'm yeah, not so, i'm not like i know every name of every song but yeah yeah i'm not well me neither like i really like but i really really loved unknown pleasures mm-hmm. as a teenager that was a really big record for me um for a little bit and part of that was just like how it sounded 
Um, which I, I I'm sorry, I don't, I don't suppose you've ever read um, Peter Hook. Peter Hook, the bassist of um, that and uh, New Order, like wrote a um, like wrote a book about um, the kind of the history of Joy Division. And there's a whole chapter dedicated to the recording of the songs, um, and he goes into detail, uh, vivid detail of like how they recorded each song. Um, like there'll be like almost like half a chapter on each one. It's crazy um, and really fascinating. I read it when I was in high school and obsessed. But um, the like when they got the rec like the masters back from that record, um, all of them, they were pissed. Like they thought it sounded like ab- absolute trash. And like when they played live, you know, they were like a loud punk band, um, and they wanted it to sound like a loud punk band. Um, but that's just not what happened um, because so many of those songs, like the reason that all the drums sound the way they do is that the, like the engineer was having them record, like had the drummer for a lot of songs record each individual drum on the kit alone in the room oh, at wow. a time for each track. So like that first song, it would just be like, do, 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 like on the foot for the yeah. whole song and like do that whole part, like no click track or anything, just do, do, and then having to go back and like do the snare all isolated in the room do do bat, bat, bat. so you just bat, 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 bat. and so that's what like the timings on some of those like that first track sounds weird and some I'm, of those things sound odd it's it's just because like he isolated every little thing and like wanted it to sound open and crazy and was trying all these new things and it sounds like different from any other record ever yeah i've i've um, actually heard of that technique before mm-hmm. and it sounds like the most annoying thing in the world to do like yeah. oh my god i can't i, I can't imagine like I, I, you know me at 17 doing basically like a similar thing but with like each instrument at a time like like finagling and like reformatting files between each take just like and like running up and down the stairs mm-hmm. just like like that that killed me yeah. And like I can't imagine be, like going through all that effort and then getting back the masters for the record and being mad, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and like being oh yeah I hate this and yeah I guess they look back on it fondly but yeah that's like yeah like you can't listen it's just things that you like can't recreate like you can't you couldn't make a record today that sounds like that record like yeah it's it's yeah. I don't know it's that's fascinating <laughs> I, I'm I don't know that makes me want to try a million of my oddball ideas that I've had, you know, even more. But um Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's fast forward a bit to like the creation of Distend. Um mm-hmm. how how Now you you mentioned before that um your roommate also plays in the band. Did, did you just mean live cuz you I think that the releases have all just been credited to you with the exception of like a a sort of like um guest appearance or or whatnot yeah yeah no that's that's the case that is the case yeah. um and so yeah, on, on when you started the project you're just like okay this is something i'm gonna do myself and at that point you know you you'd been versed on guitar and and bass mm-hmm. yeah i yeah because I, I started you know fiddling around with the guitar when i was uh, also about 14 15 because i remember like it's actually it harkens back a little bit to like when what you were talking about earlier like when was the first time you like had the conception of like different instruments playing like different things in bands is when i was playing with those people when i was like 14 15 like all that like they were playing the guitar and 
I didn't realize how hard it was because they, they weren't people who had like studied like like rhythms and stuff the way that I, you know, was taught. And so we had a really hard time like talking about structures of songs. And I had a really hard time describing what to do on guitar when I was like, oh, you should do that thing that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to explain that. And then I realized like, oh, maybe I should like maybe try and learn how to play guitar a little bit so I can kind of know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I started learning those songs. And also like it came to me that like a lot of music and like because I was always like from a young age into like more like studio project kind of you know, doom metal or post metal or um, like black metal, um, which for a lot of people, like there's some artists that I really liked that like they, I kind of had a relatable story to where they were, they had this vision and they were having trouble finding like-minded people. So they just learned how to do every instrument mm. and then like made it themselves. And so at 14, 15, hearing about that, I was like, maybe I can try this. And it just didn't, you know, I didn't get the skill level to do that until more recently but you know it was just kind of this that was kind of where it came from was like just trying to learn how to play the songs I wanted to hear or like how to play the songs I liked to hear and learning how to play on those songs and then and then I kind of fell away from that like just kind of playing with people because more 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 than like like I struggled to kind of like make the sounds that I wanted the sound songs to sound like when I was trying to write songs alone like it was just kind of like, a, oh, that part kind of sounds like this, or I just like totally rip off like a riff for this thing. And then, but then, like, as I got older, I ended up getting more involved in like, um, and like that, that band, like that two piece band that I was in high school, like, I wrote some of the songs on guitar, and uh, my friend wrote some of the songs on guitar, but I was only ever the drummer, mm-hmm. and he would always sing, um, because he was just better at guitar, um, and he didn't know how to play drums, but, um, so. We, um, so, and then at one point when I was 18, the first tour I ever went on was like with my friend's band, their, their bassist couldn't make it to their, like on their, like couldn't come with them on tour. And I was like, well, I kind of know how to play guitar. They're like, do you know any bassists? And I just really wanted to go on tour. And they were like a surf rock band that was really easy to play. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to play bass. I'll play bass. And then, so I learned how to play that way. And I like got more comfortable on the instrument um that way and so and then the story divulges from there because that's the only time i've ever played a string instrument in the band after that it was just i played in drummer and i just played drums in a million different bands and toured in a million different bands of different kinds different projects um but very in like and like leading up to the pandemic like Cut, yeah, fast forward to like 2019. I'm in like my favorite band I've ever been in. It was this um, it was a screamo band called Bust Down. I was in with my friends. Oh, Mike. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you interviewed Vinny a while back too. Yeah, yeah. Were you playing yeah. in the band when when Comer Regalia played at uh, at the taco place in Baltimore? Holy for holies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was are you? Was that you? Yeah, yeah. I'm the guitar oh, player. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, uh, I'll say it now. It's all very blurry to me, that era of my life. Oh, I was on um, tour and, you know, dri- like driving yeah. 10 hours a day or whatever, too. So it's a little blurry for yeah. me, too. But yeah. Yeah, I was, but yeah, more than likely. Yeah, if I was in Bust Down from, yeah, I was in, I was in Bust Down. Mm. I was one of the founding members. So any, if you played with Bust Down, I was there. Um, 
That's awesome. But yeah, so yeah, nice to meet you again, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, but I remember that being kind of the closest I ever like came to being in a band where I was like fully like, this is like the kind of music I want to be doing. This is my passion project and it's with people I like and it's awesome. And then it didn't fall apart because of the pandemic, but it fell apart right before the pandemic. It kind of crashed and burned a little bit and I was really disheartened by that. And um, so, and then, you know, pandemic comes along and I didn't really have a place to play drums around that time, but I had been playing a lot more guitar in the year, like, like fast forward from like when I was 18. So I was like, how old was I? I was in 2020, I was 23 in 2020. And so within that time I had been like playing drums more, um, or playing guitar more, sorry. And so I was, had improved a bit, but I hadn't really been writing anything. Um, and so, I don't know, kind of did what I think most of, uh, most of us musicians did and you know, 2020, which was just play guitar alone in my room, wherever that was, which that, that changed a lot. I moved a lot during the pandemic. I went through a lot of different, um, housing changes. I like my, I ended up like, I like got a, I don't know, like context is like, um, like I, like 20, like COVID happened. I got a job to be like in a conservation corps in Maine and like cut trees down all summer. And I like was going to move in with this boy in Massachusetts that I had known for like a month, you know? And I was like, I was totally unhinged. I was like, I'm going to move in with this hot guy and it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and like live with them for a month and then go to Maine. And then the day after I, someone else signed onto my lease in Baltimore for me to move the day after that, um, I got the call that the conservation corps was being canceled because of COVID. Oh. Um, and so I was like, Oh fuck, I didn't really know where to go. So I was like there and I would play music and I would play music with, um, my friend, um, their name is, uh, Jude. Uh, their name is Jude. They're gods too. So on Instagram, they're like an artist. They actually do all the, um, oh, the yeah. art for Distend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. They do all the art for Distend. They're a really good tattooer, but they're brand, they've branched out of tattooing primarily. They, um, are doing a lot of more mixed media projects. They make wonderful, wonderful music. Um, they would they would be upset if I told them about their old project because it's not what they want to sound like anymore. <laughs> but they have a, they have a, look out for Holy Taker. Okay. Um, twenty twenty something that record will come out. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so in that time I was hanging out with them. We were um, like playing a lot of music together and like recording together and then I would play a lot alone and then I like ended up like having to leave that situation and I didn't really have anywhere to go so I ended up back in Baltimore just like living in my friend's unfurnished basement and just I was just like I don't know I would just like get high all the time and play guitar and um it all those songs kind of came out from that like I would play songs on my acoustic guitar and that's how the original kind of, it was, I don't know, it felt very, I don't know, something clicked around that time where it felt like there was something more transcendent that would kind of come through me um, in, right, in like, like um, when I was playing the songs, like they would either come to me or they wouldn't, or I would kind of find a way for things to like, like I would, I would think of a, I would think of a riff and I would think like, okay, what is the journey that it takes to get to this riff to another, you know? And 
all these things. And like, as these songs like were coming through my head, I could hear every other instrument happening in my mind. And it wasn't really a sense of like, there was a sense of urgency to it, you know, to record them because like, I wanted to play them with people, but I knew like at that time there was like, I can see, like there was no foreseeable future with shows at that time. Mm -hmm. And there was also no foreseeable future where I knew anybody. Like I was very alone at that time too in Baltimore. Cause like I lost a lot of, there's like, I don't know. There's like a lot of people moved away or like I had a falling out with like some of the, my closer people in my life. And it was just, there was, and like COVID, everyone was just, I don't know. My family was all gone too. It was just crazy. And I really felt alone. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to like just record these at my friend uh, Sebastian's house. Um, Sebastian um, records as Harf Studios, Hotbox Audio Recording. They, uh, um, and he's really nice to record with. Um, he's a just a really sweet guy and like lets me like I would just come in there. I laid down the drums and then just like laid like that the drums I hadn't even played drums in months it was really nerve-wracking I hadn't played any drums ever in months and I like sat there in his basement there's a drum kit in front of me and just I just tried my best I could to like play the songs that were in my head like raw dogging like no track like scratch drum or whatever and mm-hmm. I don't know just like banged out the first EP that way and it was very much like a sense of not necessarily I want this band to be a thing that I'm playing live and this is it was just very much like these I keep playing these songs on guitar and like imagining everything in my head and they're just taking up so much brain space that I needed to like put them in I I had to record them so that I could just listen to them without having to play them on guitar it it was it was almost like it's more of a release than like um than like I need to make this it's just like making it's like any it's like anyone like painting their wall like in a you know in like a manic episode just like painting your wall all over the place and like you see it and there it is sure um but i didn't have but like in i didn't have you know any recording equipment or any access to anything that would actually sound the way i wanted it to sound and so i recorded with sebastian and then that was kind of the story um of the project beyond like from there too like i just like I recorded the EP and then just like no promotion, nothing, just like had my friend make the art and then I just like put it on the internet and just like let it sit in the void. Like there was no like sense of like I'm going to play live or anything. It was just like these are like songs from my soul that had to come out and um, like they were stuck there and yeah, and like I had to like release them to feel free. And that was like every other record that's come out too since then. Like there's an EP between that and then the the newer one uh, is the long one. That was also like pre any like live band format, all of the, and like now there is a live band that's, we've only gotten together. I've gotten together in the past six months. Um, But that almost feels like an entirely separate entity. Um, it feels like we're like a cover band of Distend. You know, we're Distend the band, not Distend. Yeah. And Distend is like a... Yeah. Distend is like a... Yeah, it's it's like that's that's kind of the, the, the short story, like the short like version of like yeah, what is Distend I mean, and it's how like, it got to where it is. Yeah. You know, you, you had the... <clears throat> you had the material and sort of like, you know, finding the best people to help you like make that like a, a live thing. Um mm-hmm. but, 
the last two releases were released in July. Is that and like a year apart? Is that uh, is that indicative of something that's coming maybe next month or? <laughs> well, um, no, no, not this time. Okay, well, not not next, no, not July. Um, but in probably, I'm hoping for a fall winter release. But there is another album that I've rec- I recorded um, over the course of the spring and um, Marcy. Who, yeah, so in in Distend, like my my whole goal was to play, um, you know, guitar and scream or like just scream, but. Mm-hmm. Now the way we have it is I'm playing drums and screaming, and uh, Marcy's playing guitar, and John's my friend John, and one was uh, playing um, bass, and we've kind of managed to like, like Marcy manages to kind of change the songs to make her like parts like kind of fit, because there's some part songs that are written for more than one guitar, mm-hmm. but we kind of make it work into this its own. So like just then the live band has kind of become its own entity of like this interpretation, but um, she's also, uh, she's a sound engineer um, and uh, is uh, mixing the record this time. And so um, I'm just waiting, you know, on her to take that time to get through it, which, um, yeah, normally it's uh, Sebastian, like, records and mixes everything. Um, And uh, I wanted to try something different, so I'm just... uh, yeah, recorded in the spring. Marcy's gonna mix it over the summer, um, and that one's gonna be called X. Uh, well, it's gonna be called Nine, but I'm spelling it like Roman numeral Nine. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's Nine, but yeah. you're gonna tell people it's called X. Well, I'm gonna call, tell people it's called Nine, but like oh, in, okay. in 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 writing, it'll say X, and that'll kind of okay. it'll just be kind of. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know anyone that would read that any other way. But like, you know, maybe, maybe there's some people that would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a stupid, it's a silly, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit that might catch or not. But yeah. um, I I play in a band thing. that like on the first release, uh, the vocalist was like, let's just title them one through whatever, and so. <sighs> We just Roman numeraled them. And then so we have another release and we're like, I think we're in too deep at this point. I think all the songs are just titled like the Roman numeral at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, everybody's got to have that. Everybody's got to have that bit of lore, that that thing, you know, about it. Um, yeah. So you said the live band is, uh, you know, you've gotten together a couple of times and obviously, you know, you make a live band so you can play shows. Are there any shows that you can talk about that are coming up where people could check y'all out? Yeah, we're playing, um, we're actually playing at for Ace, um, Friday, the 30th of this month, June, 2023. Um, we're playing with space camp and, uh, grudge. Um, and that's exciting. We have, um, not announced yet. Um, but, I'll say it here. Uh, we're playing with uh, Massa Nero. In, oh, awesome! Um, in in August, uh, August tenth at the Compound. Um, no flyer for that one yet, but that one I'm really really excited for and working on booking. I think I'm going to play an acoustic show in Maine. Um, in and like the first weekend of August also is the plan. I think August 6th, because I'll be up there to visit some family anyway, and I'm just going to play an acoustic set, which is funny that it works acoustic so well, because um, I wrote it all acoustic. But um, 
Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, the live band is um, like I want to if if we have time, I want to talk a little more about how it is. Like it's different. I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a yeah, it's it's like because the music is so serious um, and so dark, and it comes from like a very like internal like introspective place, but. I don't know, like as a as a band, we really just goof around and like fool around with like pedal effects and like like the live experience. Um, like I don't know, people seem like very impressed with it. And like when we've we've done we've played like five shows, I think, in the past couple months, um, and people are generally seem pretty impressed, which is nice because I always was worried that like it wouldn't translate as well, like in a live band setting or like with just the three, three piece, piece but like yeah. we yeah but we make it work we like really jam them out they they like so like, like some of them sound pretty similar to the recordings and some of them sound fairly like, kind of different yeah um, so you're not playing and, like the 16 minute track or are you like just like we come out and play one song and it's the 16 minute song that okay so that's that's which which 16 minute song oh, see, that's the <laughs> other thing right <laughs> yeah it's it's well so yeah. well so far we have um right now what we've been playing is we have five songs um that we're playing that are kind of accumulated from the material that is released um mm. and then we're learning a sixth song i really want to learn one of the 16 minute or at least both of the 16 minute songs like eventually but when the new record comes out, um, I think the lineup might change a little bit. Like, um, I'm planning to have Sebastian actually take over for drums later on, like down the line, like when the record might be coming out. So like when we like play shows on the new record, because some of those songs actually just straight up will need two guitars. And so I would take on the role of second guitar and um, like Marcy would play like the leads and I could do screen. So that's the, the goal for that, but like as far as learning that, well, and, and one of the songs on the new record is about 16 minutes long. So there you go. Like we could, like that could be the set. Um, yeah. And so there's, that would be like really fun. I always thought that would be fun to do. Like we can play like these, you know, four songs, like a varying level of four songs um, that are like about 20 minutes altogether. And like choose from six of the like six five minute songs and like make twenty minutes out of that each time, or we can um, just have a couple really long songs and like you know just go ham. Yeah, um, yeah. Which that's... I they're both impressive, but all the long songs are just it's it's hard it's hard to sit down and teach someone a sixteen minute song. Yeah, you, you know, almost it's, have it's, to it's, chunk it out. Oh like, my God. Yeah. It's, okay. We're gonna learn it's, like the first four minutes. We're gonna go over that first four minutes mm-hmm. until nobody wants to play that four minutes anymore. And then we're yeah. gonna we're gonna show you how it stitches to the next part. Yeah. And yeah. We we joked about like because our new our newest album that we just recorded like is uh is is a uh, like our last couple albums have been like ten songs right and they're you mm-hmm. know like our last album's the longest album that we've made to date like mm-hmm. which it was 10 songs and it's like 38 minutes or something which is like yeah. feels mm-hmm. long right and yeah and then like or it was like 34 but the new one is only four songs and it's 38 
So it's like, yeah, that's rough. We yeah, had this thing where we're like, it would be funny because right now <clears throat> we kind of played like one song from every album, because mm-hmm. and then like two two more two songs from like like longer splits or whatever. So mm-hmm. we played nine songs, and like um, then we were like, wouldn't it be funny if like the, the the show after that, like we just showed up and played one of these songs that like no one's ever heard, but it's like. 15 minutes long and we're just like that's it but like exactly then we got to that point where what you're talking about where we're like okay okay so it goes like this up until this point and we're like doing pretty good and then we're like okay cool and then we're like all right and then it goes like this and then i mean it's like maybe after it's been recorded in its entirety for like two years and we had like two years to just like listen to it and burn it into our brains then that's a possibility but like yeah at this point no <laughs> it's not yeah like they won't be no songs from that album played anytime soon but uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no it, it's hard too and like the, the the funny thing about it being like a solo project for so long like a solo studio project is that when i wanted to want to get the live band together it's like a thing of like I've always been in bands where, you know, we write things together or someone else is like the, someone else just knows the guitar part, but I can kind of have my own free reign on the drum part. Whereas this is a project where I have to like sit down and teach everyone each thing separately, which is like only the three of us right now, which isn't as big, but it's just like, it's like, oh my God. And some of them, it's like, I wrote so long ago that, that it feels like that. I'm like, oh, how the fuck did I write that? Like, what is that part? What time, you know, what timing is that? And a lot of the riffs have, like, a lot of the riffs go in between, like, different times. Like, I don't know. We've, I've been, it's been a project for three, like, a little over three years, and we have almost two hours of material between three releases. And, like, that's still, I think that's under 20 songs. Um, And now we have, like, another record, which is the new record's three songs in, like, 25 minutes, I think. Um, so it's just a lot of like kind of daunting songs and like sometimes like frustrating songs because a lot of them are kind of weirdly hard like they kind of don't like when I listen to them they sound like chill or like easy or taking it easy but then there's like a lot of weird like fingerings and stuff because again I'm like not primarily a guitarist so like the way that i play is kind of very much the way that i play and i didn't like learn any like particular techniques and so like sometimes i'm teaching marcy who's like this very classically trained very 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 talented guitarist and i just like am like oh no i don't know how to explain this thing you know in a way that makes sense and it's you know it's so it gets a little i like i project a little bit i get a little shy to like try and like sit down and teach these things just because I know it'll be hard. And I'm like, Oh no, why haven't we learned these things? Cause I haven't like sat down and taught. Them. So that's just a, it's like a mental barrier more than anything, but we're also, we've only been doing this for like six months as a live band. So we have so much time and I'm yeah, excited about it. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. opposite with me. It's, it's, it's songs that I recorded on drums, like eight years ago and Jason mm-hmm. Jason will sit down to learn them on drums and um and he's like so I don't get this part and I'm just like it goes da-na-na-na. you know it's like bang 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 mm-hmm. bang 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 like oh so that's like set a count of seven and I'm like I don't know 
uh, <laughs> it's account of that. It's an account of bang, 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 bang. You know, then this, this, this. Wait now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't, you know. I think most of the time, I think most of the time when I'm writing songs, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything different than I like ever do. But then every once in a while, somebody's like, I just don't get this, and then I'm like feel some weird sort of pride. I'm like, oh, either I screwed up, <laughs> I screwed something up real bad and it's difficult or oh. I did something cool and it's difficult and I'll take, I'll take that either way I can get it, you know? Take the, yeah. I, I like, I think of it the opposite. Like I, like I never like, in like a lot of the, a lot of the, like in, in Distin, like part of the reason I'm, I'm the one who plays the drums is that like, because drums are like my instrument, and I have like a uh, kind of like more mathy and like kind of you know screamo like drumming background. A lot of the I think the drums are very often the hardest part of all the songs. Um, so I've kind of been. It's like it was just easiest for me to feel most confident. Like I feel most confident behind the kit playing these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like more confident about the whole band as a picture with me driving that. Um, piece um, but so all the guitar parts though because I don't see myself as like a good guitarist or anything because I, I don't know what I'm like like I kind of know what I'm doing now I've definitely improved over the last three years of doing this but um, like sometimes I'm writing these parts and like I come to Marcy who I, is like a virtuoso um, absolute virtuoso at this stuff and I'm like trying to explain to her these things and trying to explain this timing to her and she stumbles on it and she's like this these songs are hard and I'm like what the fuck do you mean they're hard I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> like, yeah you know and this you know and so it's it's like I don't even know I don't know if I take it as a compliment or not it's just kind of a that's just it's just a little strange um yeah I don't I mean it's just it's, there's some there's sometimes when like you know some people that I've played with that, you know, they're like better than me at guitar, but Mm -hmm. they're like, why do you play that this way? It would be easier to play it this way. And I'm like, play it that way. And it doesn't sound right. And I'm like, do you understand that that doesn't sound like right? And they'll they'll be like, like, you know, like luckily I've I've played with people that are, are, that are, you know, they're not, they didn't, they didn't have the ego, you know, and they were actually like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. That doesn't sound like it, it doesn't sound the same, you know, it doesn't yeah. like, there is a quality mm-hmm. to this, like, like, you know, cause sometimes I'm like, I've been doing this long enough. Like I, I, I will be like, oh, there's gotta be an easier way to do that. And I'll, I'll hit on it as well. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, that doesn't work. Like, it's not the same, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. can do that. You can pull that off like over here, but then you won't get that's you won't get that other string ringing or you won't get that one thing mm-hmm. happening, you know, like, yeah. and it just changes it. But yeah, I'm, it, I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't know. And there's, there's things about like, you know, the way that other people have played the songs that are like, you know, oh, that actually, like you said, you know, it's like, you're like, that changes things in a way that's mm-hmm. like, you know, I wouldn't say it's like, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that it's better or it's worse, but it's different, and that's that's exciting as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, um, it's like, <coughs> go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say it's like interesting that you bring like 
it's interesting to think about like the like pride and ego as a part of it too because it's you know it's it's hard like i because that's something about like i've always been like shy to be like kind of this is my project and um like but you can't be when it's a solo project in a live band because you just have to tell them how the songs are and not be like because i'm i'm like worried about being on some sort of ego trip or something because i have i i definitely you know have had ego issues in the past that have kind of made me just more feel bad about myself when I can't do something or like feel as though, or like I'll, I'll you know, and that's just, that's, that was, that was a me thing for a long time. And I, I would like project that like, it's kind of a, like, if, if like some, someone's having a hard time with something, I'm like, Oh no, they probably feel so bad right now. And it's like, no, that's just like something that I would do is feel bad that I can't do something. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that like, the, and like the more I relax and try and just try to have fun and like the past couple of years, I've been like really trying to be, you know, let go of like ego and a lot of things and like kind of let go of the fear of not being the best or whatever. Like that's such a silly thing to be afraid of, but like it's something I was afraid of as, as a, like when I was, very young, you know, like early twenties, it's like, I don't know. I also, I just really wanted to be like the best at something. Yeah. Um, but now, now here I am. I like my whole goal is like, I just, you know, we create what we create and I'm not, you know, I'm not as worried about it and I'm not worried about being like the best at anything anymore. Um, I just want to like create what I create and like, um, it's really nice to have, um, like have Marcy and John in the project for that. Cause they're both like very much down for that. And they both very much want it to sound like how it's supposed to sound. Like sometimes like, like Marcy will play it some way and I'm like, that sounds kind of different. And I'm like, or like, she'll be having trouble with it. And like, I had a moment where I was like, Oh, maybe we could play it like a different way. That's easier. And she's like, no, just show me how to play it. Like I can, <laughs> she's like, no, I can, I can like figure it out. It's just, you know, and, just I like admire that like level of um being able to like let go of yourself and like just do the music it's just it's just a lot more mature and it makes it's it's more mature it makes me have more fun and I don't know it's a beautiful thing that I've been like learning um I don't know but yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> well um yeah I mean uh I um have to get going here before too long. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. No, that's that's fine. I usually, you know, I try to keep it around an hour, but I also like, you know, um, I just thought that that was kind of a nice note to end on. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. is there is there anything that, like, did we miss anything that you have coming up that you'd want to talk about? Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah, I mean, no, we, I think we got everything. Just, the you know, there's a record. Next album there's coming. There's, yeah. there, there's the shows. There's an album coming. Um, there's a lineup coming. Um, yeah, there's just, um, yeah, there's like a, I don't know, there's a, maybe there's like a, a, what do they call it? The the, pre, the precepts of the order of inner being in Buddhism. There's the, there's the, um, there's a 14th one, I believe, is like, um, no, it's not the 14th one. It's, there's one about like, not being into things for like pride or fame or profit or gain or wealth. And, um, and, uh, as we were just talking, I think that's like a, a nice note to end on is just thinking about like, 
creating for the sake of creating. And that's like, that's like what I want to do with this and just create for the sake of creating and like play it live for fun and like make it a different live, you know, and that's, that's what everybody should be doing. And it makes me feel good. makes everyone I know feel good who does it that way and brings you down if you don't, you know, so yeah. that's like my, that's the last thing. That's the last thing that I'll say on them is that's where that's all the is, is just all the things we're powerless over, you know. And that was my conversation with Sybil Dollamore. Thank you so much, Sybil, for taking the time to chat with me. I feel like we could have went on for hours and still found new things to talk about. Anyway, I will once again remind y'all to check out patreon.com slash human machine. I'm going to be posting lots of cool sneak peeks and things like that over there uh, pretty consistently uh, for the rest of summer and beyond. Um, until next time, take care and do good things.